Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we get started on today's podcast, we wanted to shine a light on home fragrance brand Woodwick. It has long been a go-to for contemporary and sophisticated candles that prioritise luxury. With natural wooden wicks, each one creates the sound of a crackling fire as you light and burn them. Woodwick candles are an easy way to add elegance to your interiors this season, with beautiful hourglass-shaped vessels. From cashmere and pumpkin praline to velvet tobacco and icy woodland, as well as my personal favourite scent, Fireside, there's a huge fragrance offering to choose from to set the mood at home this winter. Each one makes for a great gift too, elevating any space immediately. Sign up for free to become a Woodwick Home Fragrance Rewards member for early access to its excellent Black Friday offers. Just follow the link in the description. To shop the range and discover the best-selling scents, visit woodwick.co.uk. You know, Spotify do those, like, your most listened to this yeah. year, Phoebe Bridges had been his, and he posted oh, it being like, cute. And then, yeah, when normal people came out, yeah, she, she like, massively said something like, whew, anyone yeah. else feeling horny? And then- <laughs> You're listening to the Sherlock's Podcast your guide to a more stylish life. Hello and welcome to the Chillax Team Podcast with me, Heather Steele. Today I'm joined by Polly Sayer, Harriet Russell and Lou Huff. How are you guys doing? Good. Just before we start, we wanted to say thank you to Woodwick, who are kindly sponsoring the podcast today. We've got one of their lovely candles on at the moment and it smells amazing in here. It literally smells so good. It's like really filling the room. Polly's just said she's been influenced to buy one. Yeah, (laughs) seriously, like not even joking. I am probably going to go buy one of those. So this one's Fireside and if you listen closely, you can hear it crackle crackle that's their thing on the weekend i was like when we do the podcast i'm definitely gonna make a cup of tea and get some biscuits and that would have been so nice oh, and yeah. it's yeah. the fire um, well, you sat so, nicely, comfortable, yeah, hopefully, sorry, over there. Yeah, for anybody watching, um, <laughs> I... <laughs> we're all massively away from Heather. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've also taken my shoes off. Do um, it. Yeah, this is my last podcast. I know, I was about to say, I can't believe it. Yeah, How are so, you feeling? So um, four days left in the office, is it? Five four days? days left in the office. So yeah, oh by the time God. this comes out, I will have left. I'm really sad, but I'm really ready. I was like walking to the car, like holding my tummy. It feels like it's at that stage where like, yeah. it just might fall out. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like no one needs to see me waddling around anymore. You said on Thursday you think you're going to be really emotional, though. I think think I definitely will. I I was thinking yesterday when I was sort of prepping for the podcast, I was like, I think I might actually cry when you go. Because it's just like, do you know what I mean? Like, it'd just be very weird to be like, bye, Lou. And I've I've been here for five years. Um, And it's almost really nice because it's like... You know, I'm leaving. I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah. So I still get yeah. to see everybody again. Um, but I'm quite an emotional person, and I just yeah. really yeah. love everyone. Know. And it's really nice, like you know, it's like coming to work and seeing your best friends every day and just yeah. hanging out. And exactly. I'm not going to have that, so I'm going to really miss. Yeah, I'll miss you. Like, yeah. I think weird. also a lot changes at Sherlock's in a small amount of time. Yeah. yeah. So I often think about the other girls who have gone off on maternity and and what they haven't seen and what yeah. they must come back to. Yeah. And all the changes. And yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. 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 Mainly new faces. Most yeah. Of the time. I know, but I can oh. I can check in and I'm you know. I'm just around the corner. I was going to say, also, yeah. see everyone. Everyone so. loves babies. So. Yeah. yeah. Bring, 
bring it in. <laughs> say hello. <laughs> what have you been doing at the weekends, Lou, to kind of like, now you're, you're saying you're not feeling up for like dragging yourself No, around. so like proper chill. So this weekend we um, we had a little wand actually around Battersea Power Station. Ooh, oh, it's yes. cool there, isn't it? So, yeah, no, I haven't been yet. It's amazing. Was um, it busy? Only because that's been my sort of number yeah. one feedback from But people. there was, um, they've got a nice like merry, merry-go-round, is that what mm-hmm. they're called? Yeah, yeah. 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 carousel type. Um, and it's really beautiful weather. There's quite a lot that hasn't opened yet, mm. so I think there's a lot still to come. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great stores. It is good, Great location. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think it's really put that area like back on the map a bit. Mm. Like there wasn't really much there before, like to do. Whereas Mm. now it feels a bit more like okay, that's like a destination I would go and like have a drink, go and do some shopping, and like the the stores that are in there are really quite good brands. Which are the good ones then? So like I think they've got a Reformation, they've got like a Chanel opening, things like that. We actually went the other night, like because I was just having drinks for someone's birthday in a pub nearby, and we were like, oh, should we just go there for dinner? We went to Labab, which was really nice, and then they've got yeah, it's really good, Mm. and then they've got a bar I think in there, which we didn't end up actually having a drink in, but Matt was like, I want to go and have a look because he works in the industry. It's the boiler Um, room, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the control room, the control room. That's it. it looks it's just so like art deco-y like really kind of Wes Anderson vibe but yeah I think we'll definitely try and go back there mm-hmm. Joe Malone is doing the ice rink this year oh, um, do an ice yeah rink? it's Joe Malone glide mm. so uh, yeah I think it's that opens this cheap. weekend and then the lift that goes up and down the chimney the glass elevator lift okay. opens this week as well That's so fun. people haven't gone Harriet yeah <laughs> no, more of an excuse to go now I think mm. yeah but yeah we had a little wander around there and then just lots of tv and film watching. We watched My Policeman. Oh, yeah. And we weren't a fan, were you? It is so appalling. <laughs> Did you I, think? I, 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 Did you like it? I didn't mind. I thought Harry was awful, but I liked the rest of it. I just, yeah. I couldn't get past Harry being <laughs> so shit. It's like, <laughs> the, the narrative and the rest of the actors, like, we were trying to work it out and we were like, okay, what, like, it's not actually that bad. No. But as soon as he opens his mouth for anything, like, I don't know, he, he just shouldn't have not done his accent. And Wait, what accent is he doing in it? Yeah, because I wasn't sure, I'm not as familiar with him as a Harry Styles, the man, he, so I don't I mean, know what he's, he's meant to sound he's like. He's got a northern accent. Yeah, yeah he's from Cheshire. Yeah. And but, it, didn't it kind of get sort of beaten out of him in his One Direction America? Yeah. I think he still speaks days, with a bit of an accent, but in Don't Worry Darling, he speaks with an English accent. Even though he's supposed to be American. <laughs> well, no, I think they kind of positioned him as oh, a Brit. Okay. Okay. I think possibly because his accent isn't good enough. But then it's, what accent is he doing? No accent, accent, if right, you know what I mean. Okay. But, but then there's like twangs of it that come through. Yeah. Mm. Tell just, us about, tell us the plot. The plot is, um, I mean, we, we had actually had to stop halfway because it was that appalling. <laughs> Harry Styles' character is a policeman and he starts to have a relationship with a male professor and it's the first time that he's ever had a relationship with a man before. Um, but he also is very fond of um, Emma Corrin's character and they end up getting married and it's kind of a bit of a shared relationship yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and it's set in 1960s brighton as well isn't it and then it, it's sort of telling the story at the same time as, as them in present day and they all end up living together i'm not explaining it very well because yeah. I, I i didn't really follow the storyline because it, you that that was yeah. so shit okay see i did actually really like it apart from harry which and is a what, shame because he's obviously a key part in it what did I, you like about it i don't know i 
I guess a lot of it for me was that it was all filmed around Brighton. So I was like, oh yeah, they are. (laughs) And it was like, yeah, a love story at its heart and like trying to sort of work everything out. But I liked that there was like the present day as well. So it's Mm -hmm. got Gina McKee and Rupert Everett Everett as well. I did not recognise he, yeah, he looks so different. Yeah, so they're in it as like the older characters and they all come to live under one roof under strange yeah. circumstances and then it's them sort of looking back mm. to I just 50 find years it, back. It, sometimes when when there's such a big name in a yeah. film like that, that that's the real talking point, that you can't really... I couldn't really mm. see the storyline because mm. I was so focused on Harry Styles having a shit accent and that... Is, to me is a real shame yeah. that then a movie is, is well, you so need to be able overcome. to suspend your disbelief yeah, and if that's you can't true. get past exactly. who it is then it's pointless. It's did you see the end his... then or did you stop halfway through? No, we through? literally stopped halfway through yeah. because we were like, can we really endure this? Yeah. So we watched more of The Crown. Oh yeah, let's oh. talk about The Crown. Well, talk about not being able to suspend us from it. Uh, yeah, me Sorry. and Harriet were moaning not, about not this last week. Um, in, <laughs> into it as a whole, yes. Okay. I think it's a good series. Not into Dominic West's no. Prince No. Just, I can't. It's Dominic West. His yeah. voice is the same. His hair looks the same. There's the odd occasion where he'll do the whole, like, talking out the side of his yeah, mouth, yeah, which yeah. is very Charles. Like, yes. But he does that as well. Like, kind, uh, Yeah, kind of. And most of the time, he, it's not consistent. Yeah, so yeah. you'll get, like, flashes of Charles, and you'll be like, oh, okay, that's quite good. Oh, no, he's lost it again. No. For mm. me, it's not. I know you don't have to look exactly like someone to be that character. Yeah. But I feel like with both Dianas, they've really nailed it. Mm. And then he just doesn't yeah. look anything like Charles for me. Yeah. And I thought Josh O'Connor in the other was series incredible. was so good. Like looked like him and just in general was just like the perfect Charles. Yeah. And then Dominic West is like huge and like really muscly. Yeah. And he's also about 10 years older than yeah. Charles is at the beginning of this series. Yeah. And I don't know, just it didn't, it weird. didn't really seem no. right I me. think other than, I think, Elizabeth Debicki, who plays Diana, yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think everything about her posture, her voice, yeah. her demeanour—like, is really Vince. like quite like mm. startling. Actually, mm. in some of the outfits, it yeah. is like whoa, mm. like yeah. you get that flashes, is don't you? Totally. Oh my god, is that really her? Yeah. But the rest of them, I just, I don't think their voices, mm. like, and their intonation—it's, it's not like posh and like snooty enough. Mm-hmm. No, Heather um, and I said Imelda's in and out. She there are moments yeah. when she, there's a there's a scene in sort of episode five ish or something I can't remember exactly but she's standing up doing a formal speech at mm. a dinner yes and she's wearing the big glasses yes yeah. and I thought you've nailed it you've yes. absolutely nailed it I thought, and I then there's the next scene night. she's just playing Umbridge from yeah. Harry Potter yeah. <laughs> like what are you doing yeah and the way that she walks as well she just kind of walks she doesn't I don't know I know yeah I, yeah she hasn't got the Queen's physicality no. down at all it's far too um, I mean the Queen wasn't a big person as we all know but. She didn't have that like real dumpiness. Yeah. Sorry, Imelda. Um, that somehow just doesn't. I just don't think it she looks just looks right. like a cute little granny, and that's yeah. not the queen. Yeah. I, don't I know. do think Jonathan Price is good as I Philip. Do. Actually, I wasn't yeah. sure in the yeah. first scene, but the hair and everything when he the way he walks from behind, yeah, sort of stooping mm. a bit. I'm like, yes. That There's is a scene Philip. where he goes to Kensington Palace to admonish Diana and give yes. her a talking mm. to, and I thought that was very Philip. Mm. Yeah, I think actually of all the series his character has been the most consistent like, yeah his, the actors who I've enjoyed I thought like Tobias Menzies was brilliant was Unreal. incredible like Matt Smith was really good yeah. and I wasn't his biggest fan before that yeah before so I think that's the like, probably the only character mm. I think they've maintained that throughout but 
I don't know, I'm a bit disappointed with this mm. one. I'm mm. still enjoying it from a like social history perspective. Like mm. I always learn something. Mm. And I don't know how much I need to rewatch Charles and Diana fighting. Yeah. It's not Well, nice. I think that's obviously where there's so much of the controversy yeah. has happened. Yeah, of course. It's you know, it's still quite raw mm. and, and quite you know, and P, I know you're really against it. Charlotte's massively mm. against it. Like, you know, the, a lot of these people are, are still mm. alive and and you know it is it's not a documentary this this yeah. is entertainment mm. and it, there's a lot of you know, obviously you can learn a lot from mm. it but equally I think you've got to be careful that like yeah. no one was there for that conversation yeah. you don't really know what happened I so it's, it's becoming more uncomfortable to watch yeah. the closer mm. it gets to like recent mm. history I think yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's maybe like well I've never really watched much of it, but I think that's what I struggle with with this series is like, oh, it's like you said, it's good to kind of learn about social history. But if we don't know that all of it is factual, then mm. I then struggle to know at what point to draw the line between yeah. like believing it. And I think I read an article that Prince Philip before he died had tried to um, sort of sue, sue basically mm. because of um, some of the storylines weren't entirely yeah. accurate. But, you know, a lot of what... I think this series is showing, I can understand why William, for example, doesn't want the Martin Bashir mm. episode re-aired. That was the one I watched last night. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty awful. But at the same time, I can, I can believe that most of that well, is... The, the interesting thing with that Bashir panorama interview is that the BBC has not been allowed to re-show that interview mm. since because there were all these embargoes and they agreed, mm. like, yes, this was gotten yeah. through mm. bad means, which mm. you see even more starkly Definitely. in the yeah, show. Yeah. And then the crown's allowed to show the people acting it out word yeah. for word. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh, hang on, because yeah. it's not the original interview. So I can see why. Yeah. That's like, well, hang on, there's been this agreement in place for a long time that they're not allowed to broadcast this. Yeah. But then someone's allowed to do a reenactment. Act out, yeah. Have they said when, they, when it's going to stop? No, we were talking about this, weren't we? Because mm. in 2020, Peter Morgan, the showrunner, said there was only going to be six series. There's like a natural conclusion now, isn't there, now that the Queen's died? Mm. Because the show's always meant to be about a monarch's mm. reign and it's mm. about yeah. Elizabeth mm. so now that she's died it feels like well surely they should just end it on that and maybe it's also quite Charles convenient because they can't they can't defame her now yeah you can't, you can't yeah. libel the dead so but, but equally if they did so... six series that means that next series is basically they've got to cram about All 20 that. years worth yeah. of stuff yeah, I don't think like so what you think that they'll do a dramacy dra right up to like the present almost the present day I just, I just don't know don't that know people why want you to wouldn't do no. that though but then why would you want to watch that no I like that show about um COVID what's it called this England oh god yeah why the fuck would anyone want to watch that it's literally last year or something I just feel like that again like I don't know I kind of get the fascination with the royal family I was gonna say some time so ago but god and like yeah, like yeah the last two series like it was so far away that you're yeah. like okay but now it's just I don't know and then you've got all the Harry and Meghan stuff yeah. and it's just like, but they're not gonna be able to fit all of that into one series if no, they want they're to not. Yeah. I just can't see someone like Peter Morgan not wanting to show the queue as an episode mm, yeah. do you yeah. know what I mean so yeah. we'll have to wait and see yeah, and we'll wait to see who does actually continue watching because I have to like say definitely mm, getting yeah. slightly too close to Yes. Well, have you been watching anything or reading anything? Yeah, I watched the first episode of House of Hammer last night, which is the Army Hammer <gasps> documentary. Oh, so fascinating. Really, so I've I, when I saw the trailer come out, I like was like, oh my god, I want to watch that. So it looks so juicy. It's yeah. so juicy. So for those who aren't familiar with the kind of scandal, I guess it was a couple of years ago it came out that Army Hammer has basically got some quite interesting. Um, 
sexual interests, which include, you know, um, kind of BDSM, which is obviously fine. It, but it's, I, I guess the messages that have come out is he's quite controlling and he is engaged in some quite dark activities and cannibalism, I think. Not necessarily he's done that, but he's but he expressed that, that that's something, yeah, that's his interest. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's, I think, a three-part documentary on Discovery Plus. And initially I was a bit like, God, another thing to subscribe to. But <laughs> I actually, last night, was home alone. And I was like, you know what? I want to watch that documentary. So I signed up <laughs> to Discovery Plus and it is really interesting. Like, it is super dark and it's it's kind of more about, again, his wider family so it's not just about army the actor but his grandfather i think is a big oil tycoon um and there's a lot of darkness in yeah. that family generally um sort of just the way they treat women and things like that and it's just kind of fascinating how someone who is seen to be this kind of very handsome gorgeous mm. successful actor can be will have this super super dark side and it interviews some of the women that were kind of um really abused by him and yeah it's really it's sad but it's interesting and i think worth the watch so i'm gonna mm-hmm. continue tonight and isn't he like selling so... real estate in like bermuda or something yeah he I hasn't guess. been there's been really? no criminal charges put, um put against him so yeah. so far it's tough watching at times it's really hard because you know i know you're meant to or some people think you should be able to sort of disassociate someone who's acting with the actor but Call Me By Your Name is one of my favourite films and yeah, I tried to watch it. it more recently since these was it 2020 yeah. allegations or something and I was like oh no I don't yeah. see him as this really handsome charismatic character yeah. now I'm just like ooh yeah. it feels it's yeah. seedy and yeah. yeah which is a shame because it's a great great yeah. film I know it's a real shame um, but it, it just kind of goes back to that idea of rich um man gets to get gets away with behaving like yeah. well awfully really because he's rich and male mm. um so i don't know nothing has sort of he's had no kind of consequences for it so far well, other than like his entire livelihood well there's that yeah but other than but like actual criminal yeah. Uh, consequences yeah. which um i'm sure the women who were um abused by him would like to see but yeah, that's worth a watch. And I also watched um, Where the Crawl Dads Sing, finally. Ah, did you like, like it? I actually loved it. I don't know. Have was... you read the book? Yeah, I've read okay. the book. And I know there were like mixed reviews about mm. it. But Matt and I watched it and I was like, I don't know really what everyone was on about. I loved it. I thought it was a really nice story. Like the way they'd done it was really nice and gave me the feels. I thought Daisy Edgar Jones was great. Yeah, so I I didn't love the book, but I did actually quite did like not? the film. Oh, so okay. yeah, interesting. I That's interesting. Good, isn't it? Mostly it's not the other way around. around. I know, I know, but for I, I just really didn't like the book. But I was like, okay. right, I'll go in to review the film mm. with a sort of you know neutral mind, yeah. and then really enjoyed the film. Ooh, I think yeah. mainly mainly because of Daisy Edgar Jones. I yeah, she was really, she's really so good. great, isn't she? Yeah, yeah I really want to see After Sun. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen yeah. that tonight. Oh, oh yeah, which is Paul Mescal's new film. Who I've played. Who obviously plays Connell in Normal People with Daisy Edgar Jones, and it looks like such a lovely story. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. I'm really excited about it. It's basically it's a film debut film by someone called Charlotte Wells, and it's about her dad. And um, a, oh, I didn't realise it was oh, autobiographical. Yeah, so yeah, Paul Mescal's this sort of like '90s young dad, and then there's Aww. apparently this brilliant young actress who's playing, you know, the, the director Charlotte. Yeah, and yeah, I think, and I think about as well his kind of. Health, his mental health yeah. struggles mm-hmm. as well 
Um, it just looks like a really beautiful. It looks movie. really yeah. I'm excited about watching. Apparently it. Apparently, they he's done a, a couple of interviews, obviously in the mm. lead up with the press with it, and he's saying that they spent a lot of time together, like pre-filming, to kind of really get that bond, oh. a like father daughter relationship. Oh, um, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the sort of '90s nostalgia of holiday yeah. resorts back in the '90s. Oh as my well. god, yeah, very back. Do you hear that? Paul Mescal might be engaged. To yes, he actually yes. Confirmed. engaged. Yeah, yeah, he's engaged to Phoebe Bridges. Oh, yeah, I love I that. Like Did you see all of their like getting getting to know you again, getting to know you stuff like back <laughs> no, in the lockdown? Apparently, she like thirsted him. Yeah, out on, like, she did. Didn't so she? on Instagram when like, when he was people in, came out, yeah. and he was like, actually, I really like you too. But, oh, prior that. to that, you know, Spotify do those um, like your most listened to this yeah. year. Phoebe Bridges had been his, and he posted oh. it being like. Cute. Oh, you know, this before they got together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before they'd even met. And then yeah, when normal people came out, yeah, she, she like massively oh, said yeah. something like, Whew, anyone yeah. else feeling horny? And then he replied <laughs> being like, Goo, or something. Oh my and God. then they ended up doing a yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like an Instagram live. They'd never met or spoken oh but my God, for some cute. reason. Oh my God, did it and they're both flirting with each other. What, so you can see them do the, the yeah, live? Yeah, you can still watch it now if you want oh God, to online. But yeah, can you imagine looking met. back at like when see. you first met yeah. your husband, wife, yeah. whatever? Yeah. Also, he's a really good singer. So I hope there's some sort of duet oh, at some yeah. point. Mm. Yeah. Have to I would like, yeah, I don't know if they'll ever do like a wedding photo shoot or anything, but I'd like to see it. I bet she'd pick a really fucking cool dress. Yeah, and there'd be like a cool roll call of guests. Oh, yeah. Well, so we're going to do our new segment on the podcast that she did for the first time a couple of weeks ago where we basically have all read the Sunday papers over the weekend and all picked one article that we thought had a fun sort of you know talking point attached to it. So mine I was really interested it sort of came um, up yesterday in Sunday coverage that Estee Lauder is attempting to buy Tom Ford for 2.8 billion dollars that's a number that's just been mooted by the FT um, although I read it on Reuters and um I just thought it was really interesting. When that number flashed up, I was like, oh, that's quite small. Because I assumed that Estee Lauder was only buying the cosmetics, Mm -hmm. um, which are obviously really popular. Mm. Then I read further, and it turns out they're buying or trying to buy the whole thing. We should caveat this, shouldn't we, that we're recording this on Monday morning. Something might have happened by the time this goes out. They're expecting a deal to be announced today. And that's interesting because the only sort of credible rival that Estee Lauder has in this bidding process is Kering which obviously fits much more sort of traditionally into that whole like brand building conglomerate portfolio Mm -hmm. brands Um, 
this is but this is interesting for Estee Lauder. I sort of wonder if their MO is that they're gonna go in and if they get it, they're gonna close the fashion. Mm. Just do I don't know. I mean this is where Lou and Polly will have much more to offer than I do, but whether the fashions just become a bit irrelevant. Um, Interesting. To me, Tom Ford at his peak is his Gucci days. Mm. Um, I think he was creative director from 1994 to 2004 and was really the reason that kind of Gucci is where it is now and really saved that business Mm. and really put them Mm. back on the map and that whole kind of sexy, glamorous aesthetic, um, that is all Tom Ford. And I way, way, way prefer his collections in his Gucci days Mm. to his Tom Ford days. I think his filmmaking as Tom Ford Mm. has been incredible, actually. I mean, just so beautiful. Mm. Even though the, I mean, A Single Man, I think is one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. But yeah, I don't know. the, The fashion is not... It's not my favourite brand to watch. I think the beauty is really amazing. Mm-hmm. What do you think, P? No, I agree. I feel like oh, I don't really think about Tom Ford's like Clothes. ready-to-wear collections, yeah. I think. Do you think it's Maybe like a post and pre-Phoebe Philo thing? As in, he's doing the Gucci thing before that sort of revolution of like dressing for yourself and dressing women for women mm. thing happens. I don't know, because I feel like, you know when he was at YSL as well, like Mm. that was a very kind of sexy, glamorous aesthetic and YSL very much is still Mm. that now. So I I don't think it's that that look has gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of female empowerment look is actually, is is really strong. I don't know, it's just, it's not. I just think some brands that go through phases, don't they, of Mm. just not being the hot ticket. And I don't know whether there's always like a really distinct reason for it. It's just that like, you know, some others are the ones that people want to wear and mm. maybe I'm I'm wrong, but I don't really know many people that have been like, oh yeah, I really want that mm. Tom Ford jacket or whatever. But, you know, the beauty is clearly That's the booming thing. and... I see a lot of like activity with that. I still mm. yeah. I think like the beauty. Well, that's is yeah, 100%. that's my big suspicion with this whole thing. And I was saying to Heather earlier, my big worry is like if they're successful, not only do they shut down fashion, but do they start changing formulas? shades perfumes whatever it might be like Mm. to fit their aesthetic he also has a makeover series i'm sure you can find them on youtube where he basically took everyday guys like i think there's like a carpenter and gave them like the tom ford makeover and the transformation is incredible so yeah that's definitely Mm. worth watching you can kind of really see his like how he puts his touch on gentleman and kind of really transforms that look in a similar vein um i read it's actually last weekend um a piece in the time supplement um by anna murphy about finding your fashion tribe i love this and why how our kind of fashion choices reflect us whether we really meant them to or not and how obviously in the past kind of things like jewelry and things like that represented your like your celtic tribe whatever and now we buy into pieces and i think you you kind of think you're buying a coat because you really like it but actually you're buying into that totem tribe that everybody on instagram is wearing Mm. and I, i don't know it got me thinking like it's so interesting that we think we really want something and you're like do you and I think for a brand as well like it it's obviously great to have so much exposure and have that hot piece that everybody wants but when you do that you kind of lose your exclusivity yeah and then when everybody has it 
is it kind of tarnished yeah. as a brand that you know everyone has it every then high street is ripping it off yeah, yeah. that's what i was gonna say the rip off yeah story. and yeah. Is, is there kind of a line where a product becomes too popular or a brand becomes too popular and actually it's detrimental yeah i wonder how they see it I was talking to a friend about this the other day um about like high street ripoffs of designer pieces and how i feel slightly conflicted about them because you know it's obviously something i don't agree with where people's designs are um directly Mm. ripped off but then at the same time my friend made the point that like oh these probably these big designers are sort of semi-grateful for that kind of um i don't know behavior because it then highlights them as the the one that really Mm. everyone is coveting the originator (laughs) yeah so kind of it's all that comes back to that you know all all press is good press or kind of yeah yeah used to call it like the best kind of flattery or something yeah imitation is the highest form of flattery that kind of thing um so I don't know and I yeah I I kind of feel the same way about like I try and take a step back sometimes and and often I like buy something and I think that it's like I don't know something I've been like oh that's just really nice and then I start seeing lots of it around Instagram and I'm like maybe it's just like a subconscious thing yeah like do you actually like it um because I've seen it but haven't like consciously recognized that it's because I've seen lots of people wearing yeah. it and then I'm like oh that's why I want to yeah. buy that but in the same way that it can really ruin something when you yeah. see something too much and you're like I cannot like I feel like I cannot wear my Celine I mean I actually can't wear my Celine belt anymore. <laughs> when I first got it I was really excited mm. to wear it and that's really sad that mm. kind of that overexposure to it to me just it, it kind yeah. of loses its magic touch yeah, it's a tricky one. And maybe one, that's where the high street plays a plays a role because if something's going to trend, then I don't necessarily want to spend like over a thousand pounds on something that yeah. I can only wear. But that times. is that is the fashion industry. Yeah. You know. Do you buy into a tribe? <laughs> I think there's probably like kind of as you said. I think I'm drawn to certain items yeah, sometimes, same. and I can't work out if that's because I mm. genuinely really like it or if I like the look of it, and yeah. I like you know a lot of fashion as well it's kind of about like creating that like lifestyle mm-hmm. that yeah. essentially that association to a product of yeah. okay if I buy that I'm gonna look like that I'm gonna have yeah. like that's a lifestyle yeah so but then I, I feel like because of my job in the industry that we're in you kind of have to take yourself back and be like oh do I and I really think about purchases before I get them and I think yeah, sometimes I think- waiting a bit more waiting a little bit for a trend to settle to then yeah. be like do I yeah actually can I say my new bash this? boots are a perfect example of this there we go <laughs> in that for years I mean I watched Sherlock's like long before I worked here and everyone has these boots yeah. right like how many people in the office yeah. like at least six of us have these boots in, in different colors and what have you and there's a famous BTS episode where Charlotte goes and finds a pair at the charity yes! like, mm-hmm. brand I new find, I found those found <laughs> yeah. Like 35 yeah. anyway um old-time fans will, yeah. will remember mm-hmm. um and I have literally had these boots bookmarked since I started watching, which yeah. is probably 2017, yeah. I'm going to say. So best part of five years. Oh, and nice. I bought these last week. Oh, yeah. And mainly because they were via the outnet. Thank you. Oh, we love, <laughs> we love the outnet. 
um, for sort of half the price. Yeah. So that was definitely a, a winner. But at the same time, it's definitely that thing of like, am I buying these because I actually like them? Or yeah. am I just trying to fit into some like yeah. work tribe? Because no, everyone but has I feel them. like that's like mm. such a long amount of time. Mm. That it's yeah. obviously like, no, exactly. I really like the shoe I'm like, and the I loved boots. them five years ago as much as I yeah. love them now. That's your tribe then. Bash, your new tribe. Well, Bash. I think Sheer Lux is my tribe. There we oh. go. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, the one I was going to talk about, it was in the Observer. And it's kind of, again, like there's more of this sort of cost of living stuff but with restaurants and how do you sort of navigate the two about still going out and enjoying yourselves but obviously Mm. not spending as much money and this one was all about how chefs and restaurants are getting inventive and how the rise of the sharing restaurant dish is back Mm. so I wanted to know how do you guys feel about sharing food in a restaurant setting totally depends on the company I think yeah I agree with that but I would say I'm unsure of how this sits with saving money because I don't know about you guys, but whenever I go for a sharing meal, yeah. you end up spending yeah, so much more totally money agree. that the waitresses will come over and be like, you probably need like five or six dishes per yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, do, do, we? Like, like, do we? But, you know, when you've got, again, kind of to your point, it depends who is there. Yeah. If there's a lot of taste buds to consider then you end up accruing so many different dishes and nothing really blends and in a kind of still COVID is still around Mm. I don't really like the hygienicness of Mm. yeah and like (laughs) I don't know dipping in and out and you never really get a full plate and you come home Mm. and you're hungry but then you're not really sure how much you've eaten I guess for you because you're you know mostly vegan yeah it doesn't really feel like a fair division Mm. of, of food whereas like I personally don't mind sharing because I will eat most things. So I usually feel like quite satisfied by yeah. the division. Um, but I suppose if you're going out with people who A, eat meat or eat cheese yeah. and things like that, and you're just like, oh, well, I'd maybe just rather get my own meal so I can eat more. Yeah, of, but of I also feel like regardless of your dietary requirements, there's always a good dish and then mm. the bad dish. And mm. it's never then like <laughs> equally shared mm-hmm. between everybody. That's true. I do think this is more about sharing plates rather than small plates to be shared. Oh, if okay. that makes sense. Because yeah, there's nothing new about like small plate mm. sharing. Like, yeah. I think it's just more like you'll get this main course and oh, you'll share that between I two. See. Oh, okay. Sorts of what, things. So like, I think it's quite an American thing. Yeah. Whenever I'm out with my, my sister lives in the US and whenever I'm out with her and her friends, the whole like, oh, this is my main course, my starter, my yeah. dessert. It's like complete anathema to them. They'll be like, oh, should we get the beef and like all share it? And it's like, I can remember going out with them the first time and being like, what am I going to eat? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it was really so big in America. Exactly. Yeah. It's a really good thing that they share them. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but then they'll like stagger the meals. So like they'll order one dish and all share it. And then we'll, they'll be like, okay, so now should we try the whatever? And you're just like, what? Where am I? We're like, going to be here happening? for hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not very like British. It's. Um, but yeah, I think from a cost of living point of view, it can be interesting. I did it, I had two American friends come and visit me and we went to the River Cafe and they did mm. this whole sharing thing. I kind of went with it. And actually our bill was probably like a third. I was going to say, oh, really? I think really? especially yeah. somewhere amazing but yeah. expensive, expensive like that, it's yeah. probably just quite make sure you have to you, go. So you would just share a main course? Yeah, we had. So a, in turn you just eat less? Yeah, I think mm. you just end up eating less. But yeah, yeah it's, um, it is it is a weird concept to kind of get your head around and also the servers don't particularly love it. I think they're always like, what are you guys trying to do? Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think I my share of the bill that night was like 60 something pounds, which at the River Cafe 
it's no, like bad. we're not that bad no not so would you share like say three dishes between two yeah or like yeah. four dishes between three or yeah, something exactly i think exactly. that's quite especially yeah. when it's pastas as well like in italy mm. that's what they do anyway mm, don't yeah, they like order they three pastas for the table and then move on yeah. from there and i do quite like the idea of like you know being able to dry maybe like mm. a couple different things because sometimes I really like my worst thing is getting like food FOMO yeah yeah I'm like ordering my one thing and then looking over my friends and being like damn that yeah. is so much better <laughs> the only time I feel it's acceptable is pudding I was actually. just about to say <laughs> sharing pudding's always yeah because nice. right? I feel like whenever you look at a pudding menu there's always probably like three you like mm-hmm. and you're like oh I don't know it'd be nice to have like a little bit of this yeah a bit of that yeah, so true. I feel like it's more I I would get on board for pudding but yeah Right, so you've just got some time for some reader questions. Does your style change throughout the week or do you stick to one overarching style? I think rather than have a a set day or like a style that kind of changes throughout the week I think my style and what I wear to work is very much dependent on what we're doing that day so mm. whether I've got lots of meetings mm-hmm. if we're filming the show if yeah. I've got a shoot um that probably more dictates it than a day of the week what about you guys yeah yeah I think actually I've started to just come out mentally of a real like style slump where I feel like I'd accrued kind of a certain number of clothes or pieces like right before lockdown and then none of that got worn mm. so I've sort of slowly worn through that stuff but you were saying this earlier weren't you like a lot of that stuff's got quite bad juju against it I feel <laughs> yeah um and then like these boots are new these jeans I inherited from my mom this weekend and I just feel like I don't know I'm wearing my hair down again yeah, I feel like great. a new person <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know I feel like yeah I go through phases with it yeah. I have to admit and it's probably the same as Lou if I no, I'm on the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm going to be filmed. So I try to look a bit different each week. Um, whereas if it's just a Monday where I'm not filming and it's Mondays are my busiest days because there's just so much to catch up on. It's, yeah. It is definitely instinctive and it's not a set pattern that I follow. Mm. You're not mm. like, right, it's Monday, I'm in the office, I'm doing this. Or maybe you are yeah. a little bit more because you're not in as much. As yeah, no, I definitely on the days I'm in the office, I obviously make a bit more of an effort because I'm not in every day. Mm. Um, but no, so I feel like some days I feel a bit more like, boyish and a bit more relaxed mm-hmm. and then some days I'm like oh, I just feel a bit more like feminine today and I want to wear like a mini dress and some boots so I don't know whether it's always dependent on like the day like specifically but just yeah like as you said like kind of how I feel that day and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of fun I basically wear the same thing every day regardless of what the hell's going on and just <laughs> but do you, you ride it out leave so early and you get back so late do yeah you, do you plan more do you think? no sometimes I go through stages of the night before being like oh what am I going to wear tomorrow but more often than not I'm sort of lurching through my wardrobe mm. in the dark my boyfriend's still in bed and I'm like which dress <laughs> today put some lipstick on on the train and I'm but then you have such a specific personal style I think that's probably quite easy you're quite a uniform dress dress tight well and then you know that anything you wear is always gonna work that's kind of the idea I'm trying to get on more on the board with uh, Polly with the sort of lighter colored tights because I was getting very depressed by looking at photos you know when you've got really black tights with other things it doesn't quite work but no going down the denier scale would you ever wear like a polka dot um, oh yeah I've got some but I ladder tights straight away and all those nice polka dot ones are like Uh, 15 pounds plus sometimes and I only really get one wear out of them they're often really thin those ones yeah I'd love I that's what I'd wear all the time I think if I wasn't so clumsy I can't afford to keep buying new tights every day unfortunately and then yeah final question when is it acceptable to put up the Christmas tree (laughs) December first week of December first weekend of December I guess um in the sense yeah we do that every year it's always it's kind of linked to my birthday so my birthday is December so it's always generally the weekend before that 
Oh, that's nice. Lou? Yeah, I'm saying first week of December. Oh, I think any time after Halloween. What? <laughs> I was like, thank you. Someone said something different. I was like, oh, this is going to be very funny. Really? Are you thing. serious? Yeah. Like, you I got anything up yet? Chris- I mean, I haven't put mine up I yet. Say, I don't feel Christmassy at all But yet. as soon as Halloween is done, I'm like, <laughs> Mariah's out. <laughs> so, so when are you going to put yours up? I think we might do it in the next couple of weeks. Like we were looking at our calendars and we were, we're very much like as early as possible in December. And Matt was like, oh gosh, the first week of December falls on like the 5th or something. Like, Maybe we should do it the week before. <laughs> really maximize the time. And that's when I knew he was the one for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly just love the ritual of like going and getting your Christmas tree. And especially if you go away for Christmas mm-hmm. for like to see family and you're not at home really want to maximize the time you've got with the tree and honestly i'm a firm believer in whatever makes you happy and mm. if putting your decorations up actually i was driving home on friday night in an uber through surbiton and some people had their lights up outside and it literally yeah. put the biggest smile on my face because i was just like christmas is coming <laughs> there are loads okay. of lights up on my street already really yeah i actually haven't heard any christmas now. songs yet on the radio no, 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 no my friend almost put one on on saturday to put mariah on and we were like no turn it off oh scroogey what about you Heather? when would you do your tree like i'm not very christmasy but i do like putting up the tree and stuff i like all my decorations but i think like middle of december mm. for me like i don't like to live with it too much and also okay. we like to get a real one so yeah. otherwise by the time it gets to christmas it's drooping all yeah, that's over true. the place so yeah, that's like needles. victorian tradition is to put it up on christmas eve yeah i mean yeah. i want to i'm like, saying this probably i never spend well apart from the last two christmases didn't send them at home so you want to sort of mm. enjoy it before you wrap things yeah, up and, and go to your and like yeah. i just love that like when you come home from work and you put the christmas yeah. tree lights on yeah. all yeah. yeah. So I reckon, yeah, maybe the third weekend in December. Third weekend? Oh, that's late, think, Heather. So late. Oh, well, maybe I'll revise it. See see how festive I'm You have to work it out. Meet go second. There we go. Okay, fine. Fine. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, Lou, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Podcast in ages. Oh, bye, everybody. Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah. It's been real. <laughs> it's been real. I think it's about to get real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to miss you a lot. Yeah. So good luck with everything. I'll be listening. I'll be I'll be sending through my questions. Yeah. Write your comments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite biscuit? Yeah. <laughs> 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 You'll know when it's me. Oh, thanks, Lou. Oh, yeah, thanks. You too as well. And yeah, thank you for listening and watching. If you've got anything you'd like to say to us, please email us at podcast at chillout.co.uk. We love hearing from you. And please do rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.